good day, class. It's Friday, April 3rd, floss day. When I hear the word floss, I think of my dentist, but I also think of Omar. He loves to do that fortnight floss. And in honor of floss day and Omar, I have a video song for you. It's called Everybody is Flossing Wrong. It's another scratch garden video. You'll want to look it up so you can see it, but you'll have to listen right now. Here it goes. <clears throat> it has come to my attention that many people are flossing wrong. This is true. Flossing looks like this or even this. Oh. But some people have actually been flossing like this and even this. What? You do not floss with your legs and knees and arms and have fun. You floss with your hands and your fingers and your teeth and it is very, very serious. Real flossing is important for your teeth to keep them clean and healthy and happy. It is so important that I actually floss every day and twice on Fridays. I have even officially changed the name of Friday to Floss Day. Before, the days of the week went like this. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But now, they go like this. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Floss Day, Saturday. The other kind of flossing does not help your teeth to be clean or healthy or happy and it should be stopped immediately. That means you! I have been told that music is a good way to communicate. And in order to stop you from flossing the wrong way, it is now time to sing the Please Stop Flossing the Wrong Way You Should Only Be Flossing the Right Way Flossing Song song. This is nice. It sets the mood. Flossing is something you should do every day. And twice on floss day, it is the very best way to stop the tooth decay. No, no, what are you doing? No, this is the wrong, the wrong kind of flossing. That is not how you floss. Stop flossing. Get off the stage, please. Have fun flossing today, both kinds. Do you like emojis? I do. Here's something you could create today. Draw your own emoji. If you could draw your own emoji, what would it look like? And when would you use it? Here are some the kids already made. The first one is the Hungry Raptor. It was made by a boy named Will and he's nine years old. He drew an emoji of a raptor and he says, you use this emoji when you're hungry. It's a raptor eating chicken nuggets. Also, it has English tea. Hmm. The next is an elf emoji created by a girl named Isla. She's an eight. This is a kind of elf emoji but it does not have big ears. It has curly hair. I would use it when I'm feeling silly. 
try the relaxation emoji. It's a picture of a bear. It says, I chose a bear chewing gum because she looks relaxed. I would use it when I want to relax on a lazy Saturday. That was made by a girl named Avery who's eight. I like this one. It's the ice cream emoji. When you send this emoji on your phone, it can mean that you're going out to get ice cream with your friend. That was made by Grace, who was six. <laughs> the next is the LOL pop, or the lollipop, but it's LOL pop. I would use this emoji instead of typing LOL. I call it the LOL pop emoji. The LOL pop space is laughing. That's a good one by It's It, who's 11. And then there's the Bigfoot emoji. It's a picture of Bigfoot's face. The boy drew, his name is Grant, he's eight years old, and he said he'd use the Bigfoot emoji when he's suspicious. And the last one is the angry red rabbit. It's a cute little rabbit, but he's really red, he has a mad face. It's made by a girl named Mia, who's nine, and she says she would use the angry red rabbit emoji for when she's super duper really mad. Well, think of your own emoji, draw it. And maybe your emoji will be the next big hit. Do you love soccer? I do. And I know that Santiago does too. Well, I found a great article called Soccer Everywhere. It's by Cecil Zwalwe. In Zimbabwe, where I live, Kids play soccer more than any other sport. They call the game football. The kids play constantly, any place, any time, often with no equipment or field. They agree on a rough space and start a game. Where do they get a ball? We just make our own, says 12-year-old Tichona. It's quite cheap and easy because all you need is an old plastic bag and newspapers. Tachona is a regular player at an open field in Tridzi, a farming town in southern Zimbabwe. To make a ball, he and his friends stuff a plastic bag about half full with foam rubber or newspaper. They work the bag into a round shape and tie it at the midpoint. Then they pull the upper end of the bag down around the bottom, making the outer skin two layers thick. Finally, they close the open end and tie it tightly. The boys do not need a perfect football field, which is called a pitch. They turn any vacant lot or other open space into a football pitch. The teams agree on imaginary lines that define the field. Stones, shoes, oranges, or shirts serve as goalposts. Few kids in Zimbabwe have soccer shoes. Tuchone and his friends play in their bare feet. Sixteen miles away, in a village named Triangle, I interrupted a game by a baobab tree. A few of the boys frowned, and some tried to continue the game. When I told them that I wanted to donate a leather ball, they stopped playing and shouted in excitement. In exchange for the ball, I received a couple of high fives, and the boys agreed to play a game to show me their skills. They told me their team names, United Zebras and the Leopards. They had no referee. 
Ignatius explained that they do not need one. Everyone here knows that he must be a good sport, he said. The players knew just where the imaginary lines were. When the ball rolled out, one of them put up his hands and everyone stopped playing. The kids dribbled and passed with skill. At one point, one team completed five passes, an impressive feat for any team. Goals were celebrated in style. When Yoni scored for Ignatius' team, the United Zebras, Yoni danced to the applause of his teammates. Then they joined him in the dance, much to the disappointment of the Leopards. Disagreements sometimes occur, however. At one point, one of the Leopards was tackled and fell to the ground. The Leopards insisted that the tackle was unfair and called for a penalty kick. After a brief argument, the United Zebras agreed that the Leopards could take a penalty kick, which they converted into a goal. Now the Leopards seemed to forget about football. It was their turn to dance. After the game, Ignatius showed me his skills in soccer ball juggling. He went through several tricks, such as kicking the ball up and making it perch on his knee, then settling it first on his chest and finally on top of his head, where he balanced it for several seconds. The boys congratulated him with high fives. Local football clubs watch for new talent among the kids playing pickup games. One club invited Combrere of the United Zebras to attend their training sessions. But my dad said I should wait for another year or so, Combrere said. Presently, I play here with my friends. Back in Shridzi, I talked to football coach Winston Chuma about how kids play the game. Playing with a small ball in a limited space is good for developing football skills, he explained. It teaches you to control the ball closely. The boys shared the dream of playing for professional teams. They knew that many great athletes also started playing in their bare feet with a homemade ball. But that dream is far off. For now, the big game begins whenever they can find a little space and a way to make a ball. Here's how they make their own soccer balls. Newspaper or other stuffing, string, and tough plastic bags. And like was said earlier, they just roll it and roll it and bind it in string. Maybe you can make your own ball today. Brain break time. Get your brain moving and thinking with these questions. If you could do today over again, would you do anything differently? Do you have a favorite month? If so, why do you like it? Which gift that you have ever received has meant the most to you? Which chores do you like? Poetry Month. Each podcast this month, I'm going to read some poems for you. Um, and each day, those poems, they're written by kids. 
Maybe you'll be inspired to write your own. Remember, a poem can be about anything you like or care about. Here are a few today. This one is by Camilla, age 10. Birthday fail. Today is my friend's birthday, a very special day. I'm throwing her a party. Nothing will get in my way. Do you have her presents with all the gifts inside? Then go get in a hiding place. It's time for the surprise. Happy birthday. You're five. How great. Wait, what? You're turning eight? I'm sorry about the age, but it's your birthday. Hooray! Your birthday was a month ago? I forgot the day? No way. The next one's really short. It's called My Dog, and it's another acrostic poem. So the girl just wrote the word dog down the side of her paper, and here's what she wrote. D, dogs are the best. O, oh, so sweet. G, going to kiss you. That was by Lillian, who's seven. Here's one called Kites. It's by Emmett, who's eight years old. On the shore, I see many things. Seagulls, crabs, and kites on strings. Kites that are blue, kites that are brown. Some yellow kites are spotted all around. When all the kites go up in the air, I ask a friend if they would share. They give me a kite to soar way up there. When the kite goes way up, the trees seem to sway. Then I think to myself, what a wonderful day. And the last one is Balloon on the Move. It's by Emily, age 12. Balloon on the move, graceful groove, ever-changing wind, gentle spin. Higher and higher, away it arose, as long as wind flows. Joke time with Justice. How do you talk to a giant? Use big words. <laughs> Why did Dracula's roommate move out? Because he kept coughing. How many seconds are in a year? Twelve. January 2nd, February 2nd, oh March gosh. 2nd, keep going. How many football players and how are football players and penguins alike? Um, they both huddle. Yeah, that wasn't funny. Okay. What does Darth Vader order at an Italian restaurant? Only one cannoli. <laughs> Which animal can jump higher than a house? Any. A house can't jump. That's smart. Uh huh. Why did the cow go to the concert? He wanted to listen to music. What is the turtle strong? Why? Why is the turtle the strongest creature in the world? It carries its house on its back. Why couldn't the sailors play cards? The captain was standing on the deck. <laughs> <laughs> Our next podcast will be slightly different.
I'm still going to share fun tidbits of information and jokes, but I'll also read to you. If you write something, whether it's a story, poem, or joke, send it to me and I'll read it on the podcast. I can't wait because I know you're creative and good writers. Enjoy your weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. Love you all.